0: Okay, what's going on everybody? So obviously I didn't make one after Saturday's fights because I was literally watching them from, what was it? Four to like 10 o'clock at night. But I want to come at you guys with a Gamera Vs. Sarukin episode. And then also my light and my camera is literally being held up by like duct tape right now because I set them down the other day and I like broke. So if it periodically slants down over the course of this video, that is why. But that's besides the point, okay, because I want to make an episode talking about Saruqian versus Gamrock card because the card overall, what I say, it's like extending the streak of these phenomenal fights and we're moving into UFC 276 and then moving into RDA versus Fizzy which is absolutely wild. But Gamrot versus Saruqian, dude, what I tell you, dude, this, this card did not disappoint, nor did this fight disappoint. And I want to make this episode because there's a few hot takes that I wanted to kind of bring up. And I just realized notes are on the phone, but I got them right here. Okay, let's go. But just like going through the fight card as a whole, like the whole entire prelims, absolute money—it's becoming a reoccurring theme. But, dude, as we have to stay on topic of the lightweights, because there there were some there was some interesting things that happened during the main card, like judging wise, and we'll get to that. But I think that the first hot topic that I have to talk about is the fact that our boy. Tiago Moises, who's another lightweight who's going to be a perennial top 15 lightweight challenger like lightweight contender He's back, baby And i'm so happy for him because I at the beginning of this last year I was talking about how um he I mean he like he lost his fight to Joel Alvarez, okay? But he, before that, he took that short fight. He took the short notice against Islam Makhachev, and arguably did as well as anybody has in recent memory against Islam Makhachev, you know what I mean? Be- I mean, Drew Dober did really well, but, like, Thiago Moises, he did fantastic. I didn't even think he got close to a takedown but against Islam, but, yeah, dude, he... I was just so happy he got back and got that submission victory over Crisos Yagos Yagos is an absolute stud, but Tiago, I just was pumped for him and so nervous for him because he's going to be a staple and he's so young and has so much room for improvement, but it's already so good. So I was just super happy to see him back and who knows, it's only like one or two fights. Maybe this is on, I'm recording this on Monday, so like, I don't know what, he probably, he won't be ranked obviously, but he has been ranked in the past, so maybe like one or two more fights and he'll be in the top 15 and then hopefully it's just he just keeps working his way up because dude he's so young and he's going to be a title he's going to be a very familiar face in the UFC lightweight division for sure but I was just overall super happy to see him back just so well rounded dude his boxing is so clean and the way he can just get his body triangle around you and get to your back without even having to, to take you down his jiu-jitsu is just absolutely insane and he just seems like an incredibly nice dude so super pumped for Tiago that was my first thing that I realized and then the next one obviously Umar Nurmagomedov dude this guy is an absolute killer. I don't I mean it literally it was hilarious watching after the fact where it was like um <laughs> he was standing in the background listening to Umar talk and Umar's like I I could, I could fight for the belt next week or whatever and it was kind of funny but nobody in nobody in that uh nobody in the UFC Apex is doubting that he could take on anybody because my dad was getting kind of used, like oh dude he's just another number to off. We're just going to lay on you but if you watch this, his was it his UC debut against Sergey Morozov man has absolute phenomenal striking can put your lights out, and we saw him with, in the third round with that little front push kick to the face against Nate Mayhem Manis. Mayhem Mayhem uh, Nate Mayhem is an absolute killer and Umar made light work of him which is just goes to show how good he is but yeah I, I was going into that thinking Nate could surprise somebody on the feet especially because he has such good boxing it, but Umar knew what he was doing he just take, took the fight down to the ground and did his thing but even on the feet he was not outmatched obviously like he could he could have taken that fight anywhere he wanted to and thrived so yeah and then Chris Curtis obviously is an absolute beast mode um Adolfo Vieira's boxing looks so much better Carlos Olberg showed up for his mates it would be sick Dude, could you imagine getting him on the on the card that'd be absolutely insane next week because he cause relatively untouched but it's going to be fun for him to just kind of watch his guys and sit back and relax Halim Paiva sure nerd him back. this whole entire Cody Durden I was sad to see JP Baze lose Mario Bautista is an absolute killer but yeah this whole entire fight card was absolutely insane but let's get into one of the other hot topics because i want to keep this a relatively short video okay so shavkat Rachmanov. okay i saw because like i feel like a lot of people have been talking about him more recently and rightfully so because i think he was talking about in his fighter um interviews like on last wednesday or whatever where he deserve, He feels he deserves more recognition. He's not getting it yet. And he definitely is going to start getting it now. But I want to be one of the first guys. I feel like I have kind of talked about him for a while now when nobody else did. And I was talking to one of my friends, and they thought that Neil that Magnum was going to do pretty good. I feel like a lot of people didn't really completely understand how good Shovkot was just because... He hasn't fought, like, a big-name guy like Neil Magny yet because it, it was a relatively big jump because who do you fight? He fought uh, Cowboy, who's obviously one of the best welter – like, one of the most exciting welterweights, and he fought um, Pejerish. Pizzeri, Pajeres, or whatever, <laughs> and then he fought um, Carlson Harris in – that last and he dude he's finished all 16 of his fight i can't even comprehend that that's absolutely insane but you can't rave about this dude enough but what i want to say is after shavka because one does not simply maul neil magni like that for two rounds and sink in um a guillotine that guillotine's filthy too like it doesn't even look like it's all the way in i feel like a lot of guys pull guillotine and stuff and then it just it burns out but when he pulls guillotine it feels like he he, the, the thing with Shafkot is when he does something, he does it thinking that it's going to freaking work. Shafkot's not going to do something where it's like going to put him in a compromised position later. You know what I mean? Even though he was running into those up kicks and stuff, but and he was absolutely fearless going into that, but going into those long Neil Magny up kicks. Um, but dude, he didn't care. He was just passing the guard. Everything he does is so calculated. And Like I said in last episode, he nothing he does is telegraphed everything just happens like in the blink of an eye where he he might take you down he might just decide to pin you up against the fence and get you in a clinch and then do a judo throw or something but he also in a blink of an eye can just throw an absolute quick combo or he'll just throw a spinning back kick to the body spinning heel kick to the head yeah people just don't know what's coming after him and also this is what i was going to say right now is although it sounds absolutely ridiculous okay Considering the b- killers at welterweight, and I'm not just doing this just to be. Well, I, th- this is a hot take for me, obviously, but I I'm gonna stand behind this, okay? Because, like I said in the last episode, is where Shavkat rockmonov He, if you're gonna thrive and be the top guy at welterweight, you have to have all the skill sets. And I believe leon Edwards. He is a great striker, and he has he has great grappling. Like the way he laid on top of and beat the crap out of Gunnar Nelson and on the day that he got the three-piece in the soda from Jorge Masvidal, that was absolutely insane, but, like, I really think that when it comes right down to it, caught Rachmanov, he is the biggest threat to Kamaru Usman, and I'm going to say that even he's a bigger threat than Hamza Shemaev, just, and here's why, okay, Hamza Shemaev, I've dude, watching the guy Shadowbox, you obviously know he's a great stand, he's great on the feet, and he, obviously, seeing that Gerald Murchard knockout just proves that, but, the way that Shavkat Rachmanov can grapple and strike, like, it's not just its not just boxing your stand-up. It's, it's like special, high-level spinning attacks, everything that you could possibly want. He is probably, besides the champ right now, well, most well-rounded fighter. And that's not to take anything from Colby Covens and Gilbert Burns, like Bilal Muhammad and stuff, but I really do think Shavkat has the best chance... To beat Kamara Uzman, I'm going to stand by that because when it comes like Leon Edwards and stuff, we all think that Leon Edwards he's going to do. I think he's going to do pretty relatively well against Kamara, but it's like who knows what's going to happen? Because I guarantee you, if Kamara Usman touches you on the chin, it's not going to be like I know. I I I, it's really interesting to think about because you think about it in two ways. It's like, well, did Leon leave an opening? But he also kind of did probably get a little bit bored fighting nate because he was just ahead the entire time but i'm gonna go on a limb here and say if Kamara connects on the chin it's not gonna be like a nate diaz punch like leon is gonna go down and it's probably gonna be bad so yeah if leon just can't get he can't get like lackadais- lackadaisical in there because if he does it's it's game over but i just the thing watching shavka he stays focused the entire time there's Nothing. He just wants to get in there, get his job done and everything because like and also like when it guys like Bilal Muhammad, guys like Vicente Luque, Gilbert Burns, they're all hella good on the feet everywhere. But I just really believe Shafkot is just that next level dude. And I know that everybody in the UFC is obviously well-rounded and stuff, but you can definitely say those guys lean heavier towards one aspect of mixed martial arts. Vicente Luque, more of a striker. Vala Muhammad more of a wrestler. Gilbert Burns, definitely more of a striker now, but he can get the job done on the ground. But we've already seen how that um, plays out against Kamaru. And same with Colby Covington. We see how that plays out. And H- Hamzat. I just don't see anybody beating Kamaru besides Shafkat Rachmanov just because there's no holes in his game. Not to say that there's holes in any of these other guys' game, but he's already ran through the division, the top guys, and he's exposed everybody except Hamza basically and Bilal. But when we look at that, do we think Bilal Muhammad is going to be Kamara? Probably not. Do we think Hamzat Shamaev is going to be Kamara's I man? We don't freaking know. But if we were to match up Hamzat Shamaev and Ra- Ra- Sh- Shavkar Rachmanov, I think that I'm going to probably take Rachmanov, just because he's a little bit more dynamic on the feet and he can hang with you and. He's gonna stuff all your. Ta- he's gonna stuff the majority of your takedowns, and if you do take him down, he's gonna be- get back up to his feet. And we saw Hamzat kind of gas out because the thing with Hamzat, dude, he stays freaking locked in mentally. He stays locked in. He's not gonna try to get because he knows in his heart of hearts that. Like, he's going to get that finish, and he's going to search for it the entire time. He's not going to force anything. I feel like Homsot forces stuff, and he, as we saw in the Gilbert Burns fight, he wants to get that crowd involved, and he wants to be a fan favorite. Shafkat, I feel like he just blocked all that shit out, and he's like, I know what I am. I know what I'm about, and I just, that finish is going to come. I don't need the validation of other people. Shafkat's just there for one sole purpose, and that's to get the belt, and I feel like a lot of these other guys somewhat are worried about, like, where they are. In terms of their stardom, and Shabkat, everything is just taking care of itself because he's just so freaking money at everything he does. So I really do think that Shabkat Rachmanov he is the man to take out kamar Usman. I sound crazy for that, just because all the killers in that top ten. It's called a Stephen Thompson was interesting to me. um Stephen Thompson, that would be a really fun fight. But I just see Shabkat getting the dub over everybody he goes against. And a Shamsat versus Shabkat fight would be so much fun. But it's only a matter of time before we see Shafkot. I, I can't wait to see tomorrow where he jumps up in the rankings. But um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Shafkot, dude. Okay, let's try to keep this sucker short. So next one. How are we feeling about that metal Jamron versus Armand Sarukian fight? I told you guys it would not disappoint, as I kind of mentioned, but I was, I'm was i I'm not going to lie to you. I really do think Armand Sarukian won that fight. And there's and I completely understand the people that think Gamer won, but it's just really tough for me, because I feel like something that's underrated is Armand and put Mataj Gamrot in situations that Gamer didn't put. In. Armand put uh, Gamer in more compromising situations, I feel like, than Gamer put Armand. Does that make sense? But I do understand the fact that Mataj did take him down and stuff, but it's just tough for me to not give that fight to Armand. But, but th- you have to look at it like this, okay? Even though this is kind of in retrospect, this does remind me of a situ- the situation that we had earlier with Avloyev M- versus Taporia, where it's like, crap, why do we have these two guys fighting now? And this is, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, this does suck because we don't want one guy to lose. Because I didn't want either guy to lose going into this. I was like, f- when Armand did something good, I was like, let's go. When Gamer did something good, I was like, let's freaking go, Gamer. Because Gamer was struggling in early in the fight and stuff. So, this is the way I think about it, though. Mataj, 31. Get him closer to a title shot. He's legit one fight away from a title shot now, depending on who he fights. If he gets his call out against Justin Gaethje, that's phenomenal. Who knows who gets that dub, honestly. Um, and that's that's just kind of how I'm processing it right now. Mataj, it was so super cute. He was, like, watching him talk to his kids and stuff. He's been away from his family. And Armand's still 25. He has he has his whole future ahead of him and Mataj Gamrot's time is now. So I'm happy for Mataj. Do I think that Mataj is better than Armand? Not really. Do I think that they're razor thin close? Yes, but I do think Armand's better. Just imagine Armand in six years from now, dude. That guy's crazy. But the highlight for me was, dude, the freaking scrambles were sick, dude. Like The fact that these guys were shooting on each other is just mind boggling to me. And you saw it in the very first exchange on the ground, it was just a whole platter of awesomeness. But like when Gamer, he when he shot, it's just a just a scramble, baby. Like they were going, it was just wild, and they were swanging on the feet and, and Armand's kicks. I forgot to mention his kicks. His kicks are absolutely brutal, dude. And the fact that he can sling those <laughs> those meat meaty legs and the uh, uh, on the um Mataj's midsection Mataj didn't flinch one time it's just crazy it just goes to show how tough is. but yeah pump for Mataj pump for gamer get him that get him any fight he wants no one wants to no one signs up to fight Armand And okay and when you do something when you do something like that for the UFC when you give them a favor because I guarantee you not a lot of people are lining up to fight Armand give Mataj anything he wants and in terms of what do you do for Armon? Okay, I was just this. I was sad, but I'm just thinking, dude, he's not that far off. One more big fight, and it just happens to be like I've read articles and stuff, but I thought of it on my own. Is Jalen Turner's on an absolute surge? Brad Riddell's one of the most exciting guys in the UFC to watch in little and lightweight division. Um, one of the best strikers. Just give Armon that, dude. That's absolute money. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. To- I feel like Armand's a nightmare for both of those guys, but at some point if, if either if either of if either if either of those guys win this f- upcoming fight, at some point you're just gonna have to test yourself against a guy like Armand. Because when you have to fight a guy like Armand, that's Armand is what the champion is what champion being a champion is all about. So if you at some point you just gotta go after a guy like that, you know what I mean? So it'll be a good test for Armand, but it'll be a bigger test for us to fight him next. So yeah dude that's that um yeah baby uh there was a few fights that got announced so besides that i give this card an all-out a it's gonna just carry into ufc 276 and rafael z versus rda but there was a, f- a couple fights that i want to talk about that were absolutely sick um we got robocop versus chidi and jukawani i cannot wait for this fight robocop and jukawani they came out relatively unscathed in their. Um, last fights, which is absolutely sick, because, uh, Chidi has two fast knockdowns, and then Robocop, I forget how many fights, um, he, who did he fight, he fought Julian Marquez his last time out, obviously, but I'm just really looking forward to this, because both these guys are power punchers, (laughs) both come forward, both clash, and the clinch is gonna be wild, I don't even know who's gonna win this fight, but Robocop versus Chidi, this is money, money matchmaking, okay, so, it's to see that one and then another one that stuck out to me was uh michael johnson versus jamie malarkey when this got announced i was like this is sick because both of these guys have sick boxing both good ground games obviously michael johnson's a great wrestler so it's gonna be super fun and michael johnson is super impressive against a i mean his hands are just lightning quick and then jamie malarkey even though it was a quick fight against uh i think he got t- knocked out in like the second round against Jalen turner uh, he was still finding the target relative with relative ease against Jalen Turner and Jalen Turner obviously is going to be fighting Brad Burdell and Jalen Turner with a win over Brad Burdell is going to be one of he's going to be one of the biggest problems in the lightweight division so I was looking forward to that both of those guys absolute This is going to be a smoke show on the feet and then Chidi Jugawani versus Robocop that's going to be fireworks baby but I really do think that that kind of wraps it up. There, I was going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. The The news on this is probably going to... I'm dropping this episode most likely today and stuff, but I wanted to talk... This is the last thing. Uh, let me go to the card really fast. So UFC 276, I was watching the fights or whatever, and I was confused because they were leaving off the Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy card or, uh, fight. It, uh, they were leaving that off the card. I was like, why is that? So I was going through and uh they're probably gonna announce this because they just said today that it's canceled um and then they're, they're rescheduled it for like the six, july 16th um i was going through i was like what one can you put on there and i feel like there's no wrong way to go it, the obvious duh duh one is like put brad Bradell on there versus jalen turner and i feel like if you put that on there that just makes the card one of the best cards of the freaking year but i feel like you got to give that little taste you know you have to give those people a little taste to buy the pay-per-view and brabadova versus Jalen turner uh, any car any fight on the prelim card if anyone's going to do that if anyone if any fight is going to make up someone want to buy the uh pay-per-view it's going to be that one so do not touch that sucker but you got ian gary versus gabe green absolute kill gabe green's a beast and ian gary's obviously a rising star um then you have brad tavares with drink of who is That's low key. That's going to be a scrap for me. Brad Tavares, he's kind of had bad luck with his last few fights because after he beat Amari Akhmadov, um, he had that sick fight against Brendan Allen, which I was pumped about because I'm thinking that um, Brad Tavares, he ain't done yet. I think that he's still got a little bit of juice in the tank and the middleweight division's wide open, baby. That's why I'm pumped for that Gregory Rodriguez versus GD and Jugawani fight because it's only a matter of time because it's like. Sean Strickland's gonna be fighting on this card. Andre Mooney's is gonna be fighting on this card. There's a lot of open spots at middleweight, baby. That Israel Adesani's looking for new blood, or Janie, Jared Cannonier, dude. I can't not pay attention to Jared Cannonier here because it seems like every single time I overlook somebody on a preview or pre uh, like pick 'em episode, they ended up freaking winning or something. So because I overlooked Aljamain versus Piotr, and I overlooked Juliana versus, and if Juliana can beat Amanda Nunes, anything's freaking possible. But yeah, I cannot wait to talk about these fights. Anyways, I think the main one that you got to do, for to Duplassi, that's fire. I think that you have to put Uriah Hall versus Andre Mooney's on here. Just because Andre Mooney's is another middleweight guy that's an absolute killer. And I mean, Uriah Hall is obviously, you never know what can happen on the feet with him. But I think that you just got to make this the card of the middleweights. You got to have Sean versus Alex Pereira. And then you have the main event, obviously. And then you put... Andre Mooney's on here. You just have to show this to represent the new blood that's going to come in into the UFC middleweight division because it seems like Izzy's, like, cleared out some of the best guys. So it's like, new guys, baby, let's go. And Andre Mooney's, he's probably, in my opinion, one of the scariest dudes in the middleweight division just because he can take anybody down and he'll break every limb off your body if you give him the... um, Even if you don't give him the opportunity, he'll still find a way. So, yeah, I love Andre Mooney's. The way he just ran through Eric Anders, dude, and um Array was absolutely insane but i think that's the fight you got to put on there you got to leave you leave brad burdell versus Jalen turner alone i mean no one's gonna be mad if you put robbie Lawler versus brian barbara on there no one's gonna be mad if you put donald cerrone and jim miller but i think the one you got to do is your eye andre moody just make this the card of the middleweights you know but yeah i think that's it i had one more i had another thing i was going to talk about but i'm just going to save that for next episode i think i'm going to start doing this where i kind of split it up where it's like instead of one long one once a week, I'm just gonna do like two shorties. You know? So thank you guys for listening and um subscribe if you want to. I'm not gonna force you, you know, because we're so I don't I, I don't even deserve a subscription a subscription for you guys because I'm so freaking uh inconsistent with the posting. But yeah. I can't wait for UFC two seventy six, maxi baby. Let's see if he can keep it under three rounds, like you think like he says, but um I'm pumped. And we'll be back at you with another episode soon. Thank you guys so much. This is my little Game Rob vs. and recap. Happy for both of them, you know. I love both of those guys. So, later guys. Thank you.